This weekend is an exciting weekend across all of our campuses and online at River Valley Church because we've got Pastor Rob releasing his next book called Speed of Unity here and at all of our locations. Can we celebrate what God is going to do through this book? We're so excited. And uh, in just a moment, Pastor Rob is going to preach from this book. And so get ready to lean in and to listen. But I want to just take a quick moment. And uh, our team asked like, hey, would love to give just a couple minutes up, up top just to celebrate what God has done. And as you heard at your campus and online, you can buy it right now. It's available right now. It's a pre-release and that you can get it in your lobbies on the way out of service today. You can right now go to rivervalley.org slash unity to be able to buy a copy. Listen, get one for your family, get one for sure. your neighbors, your life group, get it for your coworkers. Let's get this thing out there. Believe that God is going to share it because in 2020, we've never needed unity more. It's true. Do you believe it? We need the unity of Jesus Christ. And Pastor Rob, this is your book. You wrote it. It's amazing. Why are you so excited about releasing this well, brand I mean, new book? You said it's, uh, we've never needed unity more than now. I had no idea when I was doing this, and it just, it, it's come together at the right time, right place, and uh, it's enabling us to address what's going on in the world. And then the other thing is, um, I, I honestly believe, like, you always hope your next thing is the best thing. How many of you, if you're making a meal, you hope your next meal is the best, you know, or you, oh, you're, yeah. you're an artist, you hope the next thing, well, I, I think it's the next best, it's my best one. And even Ryan Williams said, you know, our, our head worship leader, he was Pastor Rob, this is your best book. I was like, well, now drop the mic right there, you know. If Ryan says Ryan that. spoke. <laughs> no, it's amazing. And, and honestly, as a church, we're excited. You're about to preach from it. Yeah. But uh, just if there's, if there's one piece, like one like headline of the book, just what are you hoping that as it gets in the hands, because this can get in the hands of uh, just, like I said, your neighbors, your family, but it, it might get in the hands of leaders all around the world, right. missionaries all around the world. They're going to share this. And it's got the gospel in here. It's not just a leadership right. book. It's got the gospel in here. But if there's one kind of headline that you're hoping, man, when they read this book, you hope they take away from it. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things you just asked such a huge question, but I mean, I'm hoping this book will go places that we can't, yeah. that you go to church or you're watching online. You you get a hold of it, you send it somewhere. I'll never forget my first book got into the North Dakota prison system and they said all sorts of prisoners were reading the book and, and then it was helping people and blessing people there. Um, I'm praying that this book can go to other places and cause reconciliation and people that were hating each other to stop hating and to love each other. I'm praying that people that are fighting can come together and do the good that God wants them to do. And then um, lastly, I'm praying that it'll be a huge Kingdom Builders um, fundraiser uh, because all the proceeds go to Kingdom Builders. And uh, I, I'm just asking God to use that. And for me, uh, it's another way to take what I have, uh, think of another way to use my gifts and talents to raise more money to bless more people. So there's so many different thoughts and uh, I'm thrilled to be able to do it. And, and just to correct one thing, I'm not preaching the book, I'm preaching the Bible stuff that goes in that book because that's a huge difference, you know? I love books as an illustration, but we preach the Bible at River Valley, that there's plenty of Bible and it's, and it's what birthed that and gave me that idea. So 
Uh, and how many know that God's wisdom, that, that's all these motivational preacher, speakers and all that, they're all just taking God's yeah. wisdom and, and bring it to marketplace in a safe way. But we unashamedly say the truths that I'm going to be sharing today are coming from the word of God. So I'm excited about I'm that. I'm going to get out of the way, get ready to lean in and learn from Pastor Rob. Speed of unity, you'll know it when you feel it. Let's give it up for Pastor Rob. Before all the chaos and the tragedy and the division that 2020 brought to the world, I had been working on this teaching and um, the insight related to the speed that people could work at. Could they, could they work at a higher speed? And um, as I always do, I always go to the Bible. I believe the wisdom that we teach and speak should come from the Word of God. There's so much there. And so I, I went to the Bible, and I found, uh, as a visionary, I thought the speed of vision was as fast as you could go. And uh, I found a speed faster than the speed of vision, and I found that it was the speed of unity. I mean, and as a visionary, I, I was excited about vision, but unity was just a speed that was so much faster. And the insight that I found became a teaching, became a sermon that I shared and another sermon. I preached it a couple different places. I've refined it and over and over again. And now it's a book. And I'm praying that this book will make its way around the world because I, I think it's a time of deep division and disagreement. It's a time where we need unity. We need it. And 2020 will be remembered as a year of deep division, I believe. I believe it'll be a, uh, a year that will be division that was brought because of COVID. Um, there were months that was, there was division of, of mask, no mask. There's been uh, racial unrest in the middle of it that had division. Um, it had plenty of political divide. It had just so many different things. And sadly, we counseled people at our church that were fighting with family and saying, we don't even want to see this family anymore. We don't even want to be friends with these people anymore. And it's a, a year that if you could ever get a do-over, I believe that's one of those years in our life we look back and say, I wish we could have a do-over. I wish we could have a do-over on that. But now more than ever, uh, as we move forward, I just believe we need uh, this message. I believe the world needs this message. I believe the church really needs this message, the speed of unity. And that's why I'm excited about uh, the book, but the inspiration of it came from the Bible. And I'm believing that that book is gonna go around the world. And I'm believing this message is gonna help us today, all that are watching this. We're just gonna say, we're leaning into this. How fast can we go? Because the task that we've been given, especially as a church, is to go into all the world and make disciples. We've been given the task to go into all the world. And how many know we're never gonna accomplish that task if we're fighting with each other? No chance, no chance to get it done. So we have to figure out if we can get to the speeds that, that God wants us to get to. And the first speed that I found was the speed of agreement. The speed of agreement is found in Amos chapter 3.3. Three, because I thought there's got to be a first speed that God wants us to get at. And it's not a fast enough speed, but it's the speed of agreement. And in Amos 3.3, 3, it says this. Do two walk together unless they've agreed to do so? There's a speed of walking 
that when you say, I agree with you, I can walk with you. And, and sadly, so many people don't even agree. They're fighting, they're, they're arguing. How many know when you're arguing, you're not moving forward, you're, you're, you're looking at the other person and you might even be pointing a finger and you're, there's no forward momentum going. You're just stalled because you're arguing. You don't agree. If you don't believe me, how many know that you can be at the workplace and you're trying to go to lunch and you're standing there, where should we go? Let's go for Mexican. Now we had that yesterday. Let's go to Chick-fil-A. Yeah, we had that the day before. Let's go, let's get Jimmy John's. Yeah, we had that the day before. And, and you just, uh, but I ate that, you ate that. And how many, you're standing there and you can't leave. 10 minutes goes by, 15 minutes goes by. There goes lunch hour, now you're fasting. All right, you know, <laughs> it just happens like that. And, and so when you agree, you can have movement. And, and, and agreement is so much better than disagreeing but it's not fast enough. It's really a transactional thing. And, and even, if you're, even if you're walking, the, the Bible says, can you walk together unless you agree? No matter how fast you're walking, you're still just walking. Even those Olympic people that walk like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, they're still walking. They're, they're not running. There's a faster speed. So as I looked at the Bible, I saw the speed of agreement. And then I saw the speed of vision, which again, I thought was the fastest speed. I thought speed of vision, I thought that, that's gotta be it, but speed of unity is faster, but let me explain the speed of vision. The speed of vision about 26 centuries ago, the prophet Habakkuk, he wrote this down in the book that bears his name, Habakkuk uh, chapter two, verse two. It says, and the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. And I see that when you have a vision, you can run at the speed of running. You're no longer walking. You have to have a vision. And I, I know so many people in our church are visionaries and they write it down. And some people will come in and say, this is my vision. What do you think? And, and, and I can see the excitement there because it's, it's, they're moving to a, a faster speed. And in any organization, any church, any business, when you have vision, you, you can run faster, you can move faster because it becomes a reference point. It becomes a clarifying thing. It guides you, it's something. And for our church at River Valley, at our church, we have a, a vision for what size we wanna be. We have a vision for our giving goals and kingdom builder goals. We have a vision on how many people we wanna send into all the world. If I was to ask people in the lobby, how many people do we wanna send to the world? I hope they would all say 500 people. We have vision, we have things that we write down. We have vision on how many churches we wanna coach, how much we wanna multiply what we're doing, and we've written it down. It's on whiteboards, it's in paper, it's on our, our laptops, it's on our iPads. It's all over. And when you have that, all of a sudden there's an ability to go faster. And I've learned that most churches don't have vision. I'll never forget the first church I was in. I said, what's our vision? And the pastor said, we're just gonna love God and love people. I said, that's awesome. So how are we gonna do it? What, like, what's our vision? Like, who are we going after? He goes, we're just gonna love God and love people. I was like, okay. Next week, I was like, what are we gonna do? We're gonna love God, love people. And I was like, which, like, which one? All people, we're gonna love God. And, and that was it. He just kept saying that. And we, the church just never really rallied. It never moved forward. It never did. It just kind of was there. And then I realized that if you have vision, God will send you people once you share the vision. And I just realized, I started sharing vision around our church. And I started sharing, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. This is what we're, gonna, this is what we're going after. All of a sudden, people started hearing about it and they started joining. And I'm so convinced that if you cast a vision, I don't care how crazy it is, God will send people to your church for that vision. 
If you said, we are going to have the best accordion band in the world, they will find you. Now, don't do it, but they will find you, all right? I'm just saying, that's what happens. You, you share vision and all of a sudden, but it was some better things would be if your church says, we want to be uh, known for the food shelf ministry or marriage mentoring or mission sending agency, or we want to be known as a worship ministry. Other churches will call River Valley and they'll say like, Pastor Rob, how do we get more, more worship people? Like your worship team's so amazing and your talent is so incredible. How do we get more people? And I'm like, well, do you have a vision for that area? Have you cast a vision on what you want to do? Have you, have you, is somebody in charge like leading the way? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, you need a vision. You need to know where you're going. And all of a sudden, our vision and producing the albums that we're doing and the songs that we're doing, people just start gravitating. And then we start growing them up. It's like vision starts growing up other visionaries, if you know what I mean. It just happens. But the speed of vision is as, as amazing as it, as it is, it's not fast enough. The speed of unity, which is the, the title of the book, Speed of Unity. Where did I find this? I, I you know, I, I, I read really fast, in case you didn't know. Even when I'm reading scriptures in the sermon, my wife's like, you read really fast. Like, you read really fast. And I have to slow down. But sometimes I'll just take the Bible and I'll just start reading and I'll page, 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 page. And I, I just started doing that with looking for a faster speed. It didn't take me long until I got to Genesis chapter 11 and I realized that it just jumped off the page to me. And it was the speed of, of unity found in the story of the Tower of Babel. In the story of the Tower of Babel, they're trying to build a monument to themselves. They're trying to say, this tower will, be, will make us like God. It'll be a monument. And God, it says, looks down from heaven and says, they're as one. Nothing is impossible. Nothing's, and it just hit me that there was a unity there that created a speed that went to a level of nothing is impossible. I didn't stop there, I kept reading. I found some other scriptures. And in Acts chapter two, when God pours out his Holy Spirit upon the church in Acts chapter two, the Bible says this, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. God pours out his spirit upon the church when they're in unity. There were 500 people roughly that saw Jesus ascend into heaven. There are 120 people still left in the prayer meeting. Apparently, the other people were not in unity. I don't know. And they're gone. And now there's a unity that's happening with 120 people. They're in one accord is what it says. They're, they're in this perfect unity. And God says, now I'm gonna pour out my Holy Spirit. And what was done for bad in Genesis 11 is now done for amazing good in Acts chapter two. On top of that, God tells us that he delights in unity. Psalm 133 verse one says how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Jesus prayed for us to have unity. It's just jumping out. He's, he's telling us, like, if you're going to do what I want you to do, you've got to get it done and you've got to have unity. In John chapter 17 verse 20, my prayer is not for them alone. He's speaking of his disciples right then. He said, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. 
Jesus is praying. Do you realize that's a prayer that Jesus prayed for you and I, for all of us watching this right now. He was praying for his disciples and for all those that would believe. That's a prayer Jesus prayed for you. And he's saying, I want you to be unified. He was giving us the secret ingredient, if you will. He's like, I want you to be unified. I want you to love one another. I want you to be in this together, just as the Father and I and the Holy Spirit, we're together. He's like, I want you to live in this unity. I believe that the Trinity illustrates moving at the speed of unity. Let there be light. And it happens. I just believe that. I believe the Trinity shows us the speed of unity. And I, I, I see the, the Father, he says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Jesus says, I glorify you, Father. Jesus says, I'm sending the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit says, I'm gonna point you to Jesus. It's like, and I just get this picture of a speed that I want every church in America to move at, us to all just move at this speed of unity. And people will ask me all the time, what's the key to the growth at River Valley Church? They'll be like, what, what's, the what's the key, what's the key? And, and when they ask me that, I'm like, why well, you keep asking? Like, I, I'm not, you know, they're like, we know it's not you, so what's the key? You know, that's what they keep saying. And I'm like, okay, I'm not offended at that, all right? One time I had a friend come here to church and he came into our building and he goes, yes, yes, yes. And I said, what? You're amazed at what God can do? He goes, no, if you can do it, anybody can. I was like, thanks, <laughs> appreciate it, all right. But I believe the key to our speed, to our growth has been that we are moving at the speed of unity. And I'm praying that all over the world that the church will recommit to being unified together. William Barclay in one of his commentaries said, it's natural to divide, it's not natural to unite. The church has a supernatural unity that requires a supernatural explanation. When you sit together in your church as you're watching this, there's a unity there. There's people that think differently, act differently, vote differently, live differently, were raised differently. And, and God brings us together because of Jesus Christ. And there's only a supernatural reason why we'd be together. So in the, in the book, I talk about this and I've discovered it through different parts of the Bible and I'll fly through this. And um, I always love that I get to preach just a, a quick message like this and, and, and use this and be able to help so many churches. But I, they, I just give you these quick things and how do you know if you have the speed of unity? And the subtitle on the, the, the book cover, it says, you'll know it when you feel it. You'll know it when you feel it. And I believe when we know we have the speed of unity in, in a church, you feel it. Something happens. And I get people all the time that walk into the church and they're like, I just, I, I feel it. There's something going on here. What is it that I feel? I believe it's the power of the Holy Spirit. And I also believe there's a unity here that, that we're loving one another. We're doing all these things. And so we feel it. And it's just, it's like we just dialed in. I don't know if you've ever done that. You've ever gone into a, a restaurant and it just feels like, you know, it feels good. You walk into a place and it feels good. Matter of fact, there's a, a hotel chain that I love to go to when I travel. And, and, and during the COVID times, they, they had to lessen their staff. Sometimes there were only four people in the hotel. And, and I just, I would be like, this doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel, and even they were like, I don't have a job tomorrow. I don't know. And it wasn't the, the speed. It was just the same thing. It was open, but it just didn't feel the same. You know it when you feel it. 
Another reason you, you know you have the speed of unity is when I see you, I get a lift. How many know when you're unified with somebody, you get a lift within you and you kind of feel good? When they walk in the room, you're like, hey. And how many know when you're not unified, you're like, oh. I get, I get a stomachache. I literally get a stomachache. I mean, when I see somebody that I'm at, you know, odds with for a while there, I was at odds with a former staff member for years. And now we're, we're unified, praise God. And we're praying together and we're, we're doing, but it was a former staff member. And whenever I'd see them in a thing, I was like, oh, and my stomach would like flip, you know, and then I didn't want to eat the dinner. And it was just kind of like, oh, I was like, we should reconcile and do what God says. But when, when, when you, when you're unified, you get a lift. All right. When you're unified, we don't second guess each other. We laugh with each other. We, we laugh at each other. We cry with each other. The Bible says we celebrate and we grieve with people together. 1 Corinthians 12, 26 says this. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. That's unity. Another way that you know that you have unity in your midst, in your church, is you, you just hear it. You hear the unity. You hear the way people talk. They talk. They say the same things. There's, there's just positive things. And it just sounds like a, a, a well-tuned band. Uh, not that long ago, uh, Beck and I were on vacation. And uh, we were in Florida. And we were at a restaurant. And um, we, were, we were listening this group. They said, hey, it's like Sue's birthday. I, can't, I didn't even listen to her name. I was like, hey, it's her birthday. And the family went to sing happy birthday. And like the restaurant didn't do it. Like the service, you know how sometimes the servers do like happy, happy birthday. They didn't do that. You know, they just were like, hey, there you go. There's your cake. And the family was like, happy birthday to, I mean, and I didn't even, I couldn't join. I didn't know what key they were in. I just, I, I was just like, oh, it was, it was the worst I've ever heard. And I looked at Becca and she goes, that was horrible. I was like, shh, like that's a lot. I mean, I, nobody in the family could sing, nobody. And then I've heard another time where like our worship team, if you ever need like a, a unified, like happy birthday, just have our worship team do it, all right? All the harmonies, I mean, amazing. But you hear it, you hear it. And when, when you, you're in that, you don't hear the same language. It's just, they're out of step. I pray that, God will help the church to start speaking in the same language, tuned up, in alignment, and that people will hear the unity that's there. Another thing that happens when you know that you have it is you do more than you ever could alone. You just, you just do more than you could ever alone. And because when you have the speed of unity, you do more. And, and it's interesting, leaders from Kellogg Grad School and Wharton did a study, and they grouped people that liked each other with a group of people that just were random. They didn't, it's not that they didn't like each other. They just didn't really know each other, okay? They weren't enemies, but this group, were. they liked each other. They said when they tested them on the mundane things, they said just mundane tasks, the group that liked each other outperformed them by 20%. But when they gave them complex problems, they outperformed them by 70%. Wow. That's the speed of unity, that's why Jesus is saying, you know what? Father, I pray that they will be one, like you and I are one, because if they can get this, they will outperform. They will give supernatural return for their investment. And all of a sudden, the world is going to be amazed at this because they're going to look and go, those guys are not that good. Those men and women are not that good. That church is not that amazing. And then they're going to have to give glory to God. It's a beautiful thing. So uh, these, are, these are things that, that happen. You do more than you could. And, and if I could give a warning to people right now, if you're a leader in your church, 
If you're a leader, you have to protect the unity. You have to protect the unity as, as much as you can. It's, it's, it's upon you to protect it. And, and I can illustrate this, that in any band, there are two key instruments that have to stay together. And if they stay together, the rest of the band stays together. One of them is the drum. You probably figured that one out, the drum. The other is the bass guitar player. The bass guitar player and the drummer have to be together. If they are off, the whole band sounds terrible. When they're together, they're in the pocket is what it's called, in the pocket. And the whole band can sound better because the two of them are, are united. And I just want to speak to all those that are leaders and volunteers in the church. And you're saying, you know, like, how am I going to protect the unity? You have to make every effort to protect this unity because you are a leader and leaders have to protect it. If you're in a business, the owner and the general manager have to be unified. And when they're unified, all of a sudden it just flows better. When the coach and the captains are unified, things go better. When the, when the president and the vice president and the Senate and the House are unified, regardless of party, all of a sudden things start to happen. But if you look at our government, it's almost like we vote for divided government. Have you ever realized that? We vote for fighting. We vote for fighting. And even if we do have different political parties, and I understand a different belief, they get there and it's like, they got to fight. No, we, we want people to work together and to move together. Um, I was speaking this lesson and teaching it to some leaders in another state. And I didn't realize one of the guys in the room had just interviewed President Trump when I taught this. He had just interviewed, he was, he was a, a TV newscaster and he had just interviewed President Trump. And I, I taught this lesson and he came up afterwards. I didn't know who he was. And he said, listen, this book needs to get to Washington, D.C. And I was like, amen, it really does, you know. And, 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 and this is, you know, in 2020 early. And I, I said, no, it really does. He goes, no, really, it needs to. When are you going to make this a book? I said, well, it's going to come out in 2021. And he's like, this is my email. Get it to me. I was like, okay, all right. I was like, just let's, should we buy a copy for all of Washington? Let's just give it to all of Washington. All right, all of Washington. All right. How do we protect it? If you're going to be challenged with protecting the unity, you've got to speak life. You've got to speak life. Proverbs 16, 28 says, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. So we're going to speak life. We're going to use positive with our words. We're not going to have gossip. We're not going to tear each other down. We're going to speak life. Another thing we're going to do is we're going to forgive quickly. Colossians 3, 13 says this, but even-tempered, uh, be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. That's how you protect the unity. You honor in every direction. There's just so many different things. Romans talks about be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. We're gonna celebrate each other. You have to celebrate. And I think one of the things that we do at River Valley Church so well is we celebrate. You may not know this, um, but our staff celebrates. And I've asked for them to bring it on up. I've asked for Pastor Davey, he's on our team. He does our online now. Um, this is a bowling trophy that, that we give out to a staff member that's doing an exceptional job. And then that staff member by the way, you don't have it right now, do you? Okay, it's not yours. All right, so somebody else has it. All right, and so we give it to that person, 
And then they have to recognize somebody else doing an exceptional job and they pass it out. And at staff meeting, people will have tears rolling down their face and, and we're, we'll do standing ovation for the person. We're cheering. It's a bowling trophy <laughs> that we won when we went to the opening of the fun zone or whatever, Brunswick zone in Lakeville or Burnsville, wherever that, right in that area. We went there and they asked for people to show up. So we showed up and we sent a team for the church and it's third place. And, and it was sitting in the storage room. And I know, I know, I looked at the size of this. I thought bowlers have low self-esteem. Like that's third place. <laughs> you know, if you need affirmation, become a bowler and get giant trophies. But uh, we give it away and we celebrate those people. Thanks for bringing that up. I mean, it's, it's, it's something for us to say, hey, we celebrate you. And we're going to protect the unity by recognizing the effort that you've done. Man, it's so important. Ephesians 4.23 says this, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Listen to this, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Make every effort. Have you made every effort? There's more that I could, there's so much more that I put in the book and different, but are you making every effort? Are you, are you putting more of yourself in? Are you, are you saying, this is what God has called me to do? Are you staying in the flow? Are you committing the inside time? And I mean, are you, are you with us? Are you with it? Are you with your church on this journey and saying, you know what, I'm gonna do this and we pray for the unity. And I think it'd be very appropriate as I close this out to pray for the unity of the church. I'm just praying for that. Jesus prayed in John 17 that we'd be unified. And I'm praying this, that if we would do this, if our church, if your church, if all the churches that are watching this right now, if your church right now is saying we will unify again, I'm just believing that God will reconcile people and bring them together. Nothing will be impossible to the church, capital C, because the church, small c, wherever we are, decided we'd be unified, we'd forgive, we'd love, we'd be an answer to the prayer that Jesus prayed in John 17. And so, Lord, I just pray right now, I just pray that we would protect the unity, we'd live in the unity, we'd pray for the unity, we'd, we'd realize there's a speed that we can move at, and it's the speed that needs to be realized if we're going to fulfill the Great Commission. It's gonna require us to show a supernatural love to the world that says the only way that this group could get together is because God brought us together. It's only because Jesus has forgiven us and, and while we were enemies, he forgave us and now we're unified with God and now we wanna be unified with one another. And I'm praying, Lord, for friends to reconcile, for spouses to forgive. I pray for parents to call a child that is uh, away from home and saying, we want to be unified again. I pray for leaders to lead the way in unity. I pray for captains and general managers and leaders and people that need to step up and protect that unity. I pray for people that are co-workers and team members, and they would say, we want to be in on this together and we want to be unified. Use this message, Lord, you've, you put it here for us to see, and now it's been discovered, and I pray, God, that it would make a difference. I pray that it would make a difference around the world, Lord Jesus, for your glory and for your honor, because it really proves that we serve you and that we love you when we're unified with one another. God, help us, help your church to move at the speed of unity. In Jesus' name we pray, 
Amen and amen.